Welcome to the Tiger for Life podcast, where we'll hear stories from Washingtonians from their favorite food at Waltz or the CAF to favorite Tiger Tunes shows and professors. We'll also find out what they're up to outside of the famed Washita bubble. I'm your host, John Merriman, Washita's Director of Alumni Relations. Today on the podcast, we'll hear from alums Brad Hunter Hurd and Lauren Dunklin Hurd, both from the class of 2015, about what it's like serving as nurses during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll also hear about their freshman year twerp week sweep, how Washita prepared them for nursing school, and Brad's love of Chicken Express corn nuggets. All right, Brad and Lauren, welcome to the Tiger for Life podcast. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here. Kind of nervous, you know. Yeah, me too, every day, you know, learning new skills, trying to learn how to podcast. So, um, yeah, so we are excited to have you guys with us. And I know you're both nurses. Why don't you tell us where you serve and what you do in your roles? Um, I am a neuroscience nurse at Arkansas Children's Hospital, and I've been there for about four years. Um, I work at Baptist Health in perioperative services, which is encompasses pre-op, OR, and recovery. Um, I'm trained to do all those roles, and I also do uh, moderate sedation throughout the hospital for cases that don't use anesthesiologists for the um, anesthesia. Okay, great. Um, tell me what nursing looks like in the time of COVID-19. What has changed? What does it look like for you? Uh, on a daily basis going to, to work? It's weird. We have to, to walk into the hospital, we have to be screened. We have to answer some questions and get our temperature taken. And we cannot walk to the hospital without a mask, which is very, very weird. <laughs> so they have to provide their own, like, it's kind of different for Baptist, but they have to provide their own mask to walk into the hospital at Children's. And then we switch to like a hospital mask once we get bedside. Well, and for Lauren, I've worked in the OR um, and I'm used to wearing surgical masks. Um, but for Lauren, she's not used to that. And she's like, I feel claustrophobic. <laughs> um, at Baptist, we um, started from what I remember, we started wearing masks before um, probably like a week or two before the other hospitals. And that was a big um, change for for me because I hadn't been working in the OR as much. And so having to have a mask on 24-7 at work and not being able to take it off until you get into the skywalk of work is strange in itself. And you really can't tell who people are. Um, at Baptist on the floor, um, the nurses have to wear uh, surgery caps. So they have to, you know, you can't see their hair anymore. Um, and you have to wear uh, goggles or a face shield for your eyes at all times. Wow. What is that like wearing? I can't imagine wearing goggles like all through, all through. Do you wear it all day or just during a, a surgery or? All day. And they have repeated like um, CEO Greg Crane. Um, uh, has repeatedly sent emails like, please have your PPE on um, because now they're calling that standard precaution because normally your standard precaution would be your hand hygiene and um, your gloves, like if you were touching a patient. But now that's including mask and goggles or um, and that, you know, the safety glasses, you can have those. Mm-hmm. 
um, they used to allow us to use like wear our own glasses as the safety glasses because that is a protection. But now they've said that they want something covering. Um, so like, um, you know, those like <laughs> glasses, those clear glasses that like carpenters wear, they, they provide those for us, but they also have the face mask. It's an all in one inclusive. It has like a face shield up here. I can't do that one all day. <laughs> is that a disposable thing or is it like the, the big shield thing? Um, it is disposable, but they are supposed to be um, like used once daily. So when we first started wearing the masks at Baptist, we were to change every um, eight hours. And if you no six hours, that's what it first started off as. And then as PPE became um, short, short, we went to eight hours and then that went to once a shift. And now it's, um, if it's not soiled, um, you continue to use it. Well, what do you, what do you prefer? Do you have the big face shield thing? What What do you prefer as far as your PPE? I've worn a, I've worn a face shield in um, uh, the OR. I, I typically don't really like wearing it because it is so claustrophobic and I'm always, I, I'm a fast walker. So I tend to get pretty hot easily and you start breathing in your own air so much that uh, I, I mean, I start dripping sweat, which is just not like sanitary as well. So um, I try to, the they call them procedural masks or the ones with the like the elastic that go around the ears. If I'm just doing like a pre-op um, case where the patient is you know not coughing or anything like that or there's a risk, I wear that one. If I'm gonna you know be in a position where the patient's waking up and they take the intubation tube out and the patient coughs, I'll wear an N95 mask and those have to be recycled. Put them in a bag. Um, you can only have them for three days if they're not soiled and then they take them and they recycle them with, um, a hydrogen peroxide, like I do like a steaming system with them and then they, we reuse them. Lauren, how about you? What's it been like for, for you? Um, we just thankfully just have to wear the mask. <laughs> so wear the whole get up, which is much nicer. I would not be able to do that. So we do a lot of testing um, in uh, pre-op and that that's a whole nother story on uh, what it feels like, what the patient is going through. But um, the process is like, you have to gown up like they have COVID. Even if we're, we've started testing every patient that goes through surgery and they have to have a negative result before they go to um, the OR. So, um, uh, I think, I think this is, uh, the rule. Like if it's a positive, if it is a positive case, um, it has to be deemed an emergent case for them to go back to the OR because that requires a lot of di different people to wear, um, levels of PPE and the room has to be sanitized afterwards and sterilized and, um, it's been pretty strict on, on testing. Um, they're testing pa these patients like days in advance. Are y'all being tested regularly or only if you had like symptoms or something? 
I think only if you've come in contact and this is hospitals, you know, every hospital, um, if you come in contact without the proper PPE, if you come in contact and you have the proper PPE on, they'll test you if you have symptoms. Okay. Are you worried about contracting COVID-19 or is it just like, do you feel brave and bold going into work or do you just feel like it's just part of what you do and that's what you're trying to do and you just don't worry about it? What's it like on a daily basis for y'all? Like it's, we're trained for that. That's, we were called for this. And so we'll just take whatever we get, but we're, we're provided with the correct PPE. And as long as we know how to wear it, and as long as we wear it correctly, we should be good. <laughs> I think the, the scary part is when you get home and, um, you know, we've been very um, strict about like changing clothes, you know, even if we don't even come in contact with the COVID patient or anything, we change our clothes. We put, we put those in the washer and we wash them. Um, and we leave our shoes, our work shoes out in the garage, just, just as a precaution. Cause you know, the hospital floor is crazy dirty. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. um, the scary part is like, you know, allergies the out, like everything outside is making you sniffle and, um, just this past weekend, I was like, just sold that I had COVID and I was like, you don't have COVID. Those are your allergies. And I took allergy pills and the next morning I was like, I feel great. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's, that's the scary part. So when you get a sniffle, it's like, Oh gosh, did I, and you don't want to sniffle like outside either. Cause people are like, Oh my gosh, that person has COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and nor do you want to tell anybody if you, you know, did have a snipple because then they'll like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had a, a friend over on the porch last night for a little uh, porch party. We've been trying to social distance on the porch and it looked like it was raining, but it wasn't, it was pollen just falling outside. <laughs> yeah, we went inside and we were just like all congested and <laughs> ugh, it's, it's hard to tell. I'm sure sometimes if you're feeling symptoms or you just got allergies. Um, what does quarantine look like for y'all, for you as nurses? I know that um, you both have to work, but when you get home, do you find yourself spending more time at home? And how are you relating with your families? Just tell me what quarantine looks like for y'all. We're basically at home. <laughs> well, for the most yeah. part, we've been at home, um, you know, because everything's closed. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so hard because lots of people are at home and working from home. And so they're home all day. Whereas if we go out like it's our normal routine to go to work and we come home to try to continue our normal routine, then we're like, oh, <laughs> we've just been given some freedom and then taking it back. Um, you know, we did, I play a lot of tennis, so I've been able to um, fortunately play outside when it's been available. Um, uh, we go on walks, you know, try to get out as much as everybody else. but social distancing for sure as family wise um i had a family funeral um lauren wasn't able to go because she was at work but i wore a mask um and i stayed away from everybody because you know i don't know if they were going to it was the that was a different scenario too because it was an outside funeral um you had to stand like six feet we had to stand six (laughs) feet away and uh, everybody was just spread out. Even the, the, you know how under the tent at a funeral uh, at the um, at the uh, side. That's where the funeral was at, and 
um, the family chairs were spread like 12 feet apart. Wow. Uh, for Easter, we didn't end up going to my parents' house because we, um, my, we're not around them, we're enough. Not around them enough. Uh, and my parents had my, um, cousins, my and cousin, aunts. um, the people that they're around all the time cause they live close to each other. And we didn't want, you know, we didn't know if they could infect us, which would prevent us from doing our job when, um, and we wouldn't be able to work. And we also didn't want to do the same to them. So we just went there and they brought food out to my truck and we went back home and ate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally different for sure. Um, what's been the most challenging thing about this season um, in the nursing profession for y'all? The the masks are really challenging. Wearing yeah, them, but... that is probably the worst part. It's like, it's a mix of... Um, feeling like you're burning up and you're like, you're just hot and everybody's hot um, and you get used to it. And then it starts all over again. Um, another thing would be like, you know, I typically ate at work mm-hmm. um, a lot of options. Um, and it kind of reminds me of Washita because they also use Sodexo as their, um, their food uh, catering and, they have limited options. The cafeteria is only open to employees only, um, and they only have certain meals that they are uh, making. So you don't get a big choice like you would um, typically. As far as like the grocery store, we try to do the online pickup, but then you know you forget things and you have to go and get stuff, um, or you just do without. <laughs> anything with you, Laura? Anything that's been challenging in your I would say honestly the mask thing too, because since I work with kids, it's hard because once they're one they're terrified of the mask and you can't take it down to show your smiling face and you try to smile and then you realize like you have the stupid mask on and they can't smile so that would honestly be the hardest because it just makes them more scared of us yeah i can't imagine wearing it all day i wore it to get my hair cut the other day and it was almost impossible to like get her you know in these certain spots and and do it while holding the mask on and it was hot and i just can't imagine i mean you're working what eight nine ten hours a day he works eight. Oh yeah, I do eights. Just five, five eights. eights, and she does three, three to four twelves. Wow, I can't imagine wearing it that all that time for sure. I guess another hard scenario for nurses is that I've heard this hasn't happened to us, but you know, when we get off work, we've worn a mask for eight hours. Whereas if somebody's going to the store, they're putting on that mask for maybe thirty minutes to an hour. Um, and we don't want to have to wear a mask. And so we honestly kind of, you know, subconsciously just go to Kroger without putting a mask on. Cause we're like, okay, we're going to wear a mask. And then people look at us like we're crazy. Especially if we're in our scrubs. <laughs> That's when you get looked at real crazy. Like if you've gone to, you know, anywhere with scrubs on, um, I've heard of people not being able, not being allowed in um, places with scrubs on, which is you know, if you're not in the medical field, I get it. But, you know, not every nurse is taking care or even coming in contact with a COVID patient. So um, I think that's kind of like wrong for establishments to do that. And especially, you know, the nurse can't help what their profession is, you know. Right. Yeah. I think it's a little bit subconscious too. Like 
Emily and I went to the store and people weren't social distancing and we were both dodging people and like trying to dive away from them. And they were looking at us like we're crazy, but we're, we're really trying to do it all right. But yeah, people give you some strange looks for sure. I can imagine the scrubs. Um, are, is there anything you've seen that's like inspiring to you as nurses in this time or hopeful as opposed to, you know, scary and, and dangerous and that kind of things, anything that's been like uplifting to y'all? Um, I think overall, like teamwork, like we've all kind of had to kind of switch roles around. Like we've, since we're having to be screened to come into the hospital um, and we screen every patient and family when they come to the hospital, some people have had to um, not do, not work 12 hours as a bedside nurse. They're going to screen. So like our roles have all kind of been different and we're just all willing to do whatever we can to keep us safe and the patients and their families safe as well. I know this seems kind of like um, a, a bad thing to relate, but do you remember um, after 9-11 how together our nation was? It's mm-hmm. kind of like that in the healthcare field. Mm-hmm. Um, at Baptist, we have day surgery. We have the eye center, um, which is, has uh, 12 ORs, and we have the fourth floor um, orthopedic ORs. Well, they closed all of those and they moved all of those uh, ORs, pre-ops and recoveries to the main OR on the first floor. Well, that means you have so many of these nurses, but no patients because they stopped doing surgeries. Um, Now we're back to 100%, but for five weeks, we were doing only emergent surgeries and you have 50 nurses trying to do all uh, a 50 pre-op nurses, you have, um, there were 75 OR nurses total. Um, Nurses ended up leaving. Um, Some people got furloughed at Baptist. Um, Fortunately, Lauren was able to, at Children's, they didn't, in UAMS, they didn't furlough anybody. Uh, But at Baptist, they did a lot of furloughs. So people, you know, were losing their wages because they couldn't get enough hours because everybody was fighting to get those hours. But, and when I say fighting, it was, you know, just, you know, trying to work, but everybody was very understanding. And I think that was the most uplifting thing. Another thing would be all the other um, specialties, uh, not specialties, Mm -hmm. occupations that have uplifted nurses. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it is a crazy time for hospitals. Um, People have been donating food, masks, anything. It's been so, so very fun. Yeah. Like donated lunches um Mm -hmm. we've gotten donated like arthur's one night it was great (laughs) (laughs) that's nice um are there things that you miss that you're looking forward to like as soon as restrictions lift you can't wait to do x is there something you're looking forward to yes we want to go eat at our mexican restaurant and not (laughs) eat on the patio (laughs) yeah we we been so annoyed with that Uh, i know you can go now but like it's still like there's still restrictions. There's still so. restrictions. You know, it's regardless. You're not going to know if you be able to get in because of the spacing that you have to have. Yeah, there can only be so many people in at one time. I'll be I'll be glad when the gym opens so that um, I can play indoor tennis again, <laughs> um, and you know, not have to worry wear a mask to work out. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you do that all day. You don't want to have to do that while you're working out for sure. Being able to go to anywhere and not have to travel just travel (laughs) you know like not worry if you're gonna have to 
tomorrow they're going to say, oh, if you've gone here, you've got to quarantine for 14 days. So definitely. Um, I know you like to play tennis, but how are you guys taking care of uh, yourselves when you're trying to take care of so many other people at work too? Are there things you're doing to take care of yourselves? Um, we try to take a walk around the neighborhood every uh, night. Yeah. Um, kinda... Which is kind of new for us because, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I work out, but I don't, we don't normally, you know, casually just walk around the neighborhood, but we've also kind of gotten into um, little projects at the house, uh, kind of a kitchen remodel. Um, uh, Lauren has gotten into um, planting plants that we've ordered and I've gone and picked up plants. Still haven't planted them yet, but we're going to today. <laughs> nice. So, uh, you know, just anything, not lots of Netflix, you know. Yeah, we've been doing some landscaping, you know, trying to keep ourselves busy. Um, is there anything that you would want your washed off family to know, like as a nurse, uh, you know, anything that you would like to convey to folks before we switch gears and talk about washed off? Is there anything you want to let folks know? Public service announcement. <laughs> you don't have to wear an N95 mask to um, walk out, to be outside. A, a regular surgical mask or any mask is um, <laughs> there to just keep others protected and you protected. But if you're outside and you know, you're walking, I see people walking down the sidewalk, sidewalk, even jogging with an N95 mask on. And, I, and I'm trying to figure out how <laughs> they're, they're outside. No one's around them, how they're breathing in that thing. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> Being outside and not in mass, you know, um, population you don't really have to wear a mask um i mean you can if you would like to you know yeah, use you precaution. Feel comfortable, but you, know. you don't really <laughs> have to um breathe breathe in the fresh air uh again but you know if you're in a park or public place where there's you know tons of people wear one um but you know it's only to um mitigate those coughs um and you know if, you, if I sneeze, that's that's to mitigate that. Um, and if you sneeze, that's, you know, that's what the masks are for. They're not going to prevent um, anybody from getting COVID outside. Mm -hmm. yeah. And wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands, yep. Yeah, Emily's been really trying to make sure I do that for the full, you know, 20 seconds. <laughs> you know, at the hospitals, we have these hand hygiene um, monitors. Like there's people on every unit that, um, like audit to make audit. sure you wash your hands before you walk in the room and, and out before um, COVID there was a big uprise in um, hand hygiene. So they started making the supervisors do the audits instead of like the nursing staff, because I guess they weren't getting enough, um, enough data. And so we were getting, they were getting on our cameras and looking to see if you, use the hand foam if you came out of a patient room and when you went in. Wow. That's serious. So now it's even worse. I mean, my hands are so dry right now. <laughs> I can't imagine. So well, I guess, you know, washing your hands. I mean, I don't even touch doors, door handles anymore. Um, I, I'll do this with my shirt. I'll pick my shirt up and use my hand with the gas pump. I do the same thing. Yeah. I just pumped gas today. I didn't even think about that, but I, I, I couldn't find any hand sanitizer. We got back from vacation to Hawaii and everyone had panicked and bought everything. So I stole my coworkers hand sanitizer and keep it in my car. It's a big pump thing, but it's <laughs> got to do it. That's what I, I, 
um, had some that they uh, gave us at work and I already had some in my truck. So I gave it to Lauren. So she's got some in hers and um, I'm always like, I'm a big stickler. I'm a germaphobe already. So I don't like to touch anything that's been touched. So now it's just kicked it up a notch. So So let's switch gears and talk about Washtaw. We're trying to tell people's Washtaw stories since we're all quarantined and you know, my favorite thing is to have young alumni meetups and parties and connect people. And we can't do that right now. So switching gears a little bit, how do you feel that Washtaw prepared you for your career as nurses or maybe prepared you for doing that in the middle of a difficult season, like a pandemic? How did Washtaw prepare you for this time? I would say, uh, I guess the difference in a Washtaw, um, readied uh not ready but like (laughs) um alumni versus another alumni is the um the i guess the gratitude like we were talking about earlier um and appreciation not just for other specialties but other occupations because you know it takes everybody to make the world go around but um some I've, i've seen where some people have taken advantage of the donations and um and, you know, just not being grateful for, um, anything, you know, that's been donated. Um, for example, there was, a some nurses that, uh, I don't work with, but I overheard them talking about some food that was donated. It wasn't their favorite. Uh, and I was like, you wouldn't have it anyways, if like, you know, they wouldn't have donated it. So stop complaining. Um, and I, I really think that Washtaw has taught us like, to be appreciative of others and what others have done and keep a good attitude. That's I always tell Lauren, make somebody's day. Mm-hmm. That's our big thing. Make somebody's day at work. I love that. Yeah. That's kind of the, the basic tiger for life message, you know, was uh, being grateful for those that have come before you and, you know, prepared this place for you and then, you know, sent you out. So that's great. Um, Lauren, any specific thoughts as how Wash has prepared you? to be positive about everything that the time now is just, it's so weird. And, you know, you can get down and not be able to push their bed. I feel like wash all just help me stay positive And like he was saying about being gratitude. Perfect. How did you both hear about Washtaw originally? Was it something you knew about for a long time or uh, tell us your, your intro to Washtaw story? My grandfather, he was involved a lot in Washtaw. He did not go there, but he was, um, I think on the board and he passed away when I was in eighth grade, but before he passed away, he told me he wanted me to look there and I had never been there. And I think I applied just on the whim my senior year of high school and I got accepted. And then I went to look at it. <laughs> and as soon as I walked on the campus, I knew that was for me. And I'm very, very thankful for Washington. It is crazy how God opens one door, like closes one door and opens another because I was registered at UAM. I had my dorm. I had already, you know, made the cheer team there. Um, I was already doing the fundraising for that cheer team. Um, I didn't look at another college. I didn't apply at another college. Um, And my dad just, my sister had previously gone to Washington. So I'd been there for softball games um, before, but I didn't know a lot about, a lot about it. I'd been there once for super summer, um, but I didn't even give it a thought, you know, my dad was like, I think, you know, you should give yourself options, you know, why not OBU? And I was like, huh, maybe I should. 
And I was like, well, did I miss the, you know, cheerleading? Um, did I, have I missed everything that I could get scholarships for? Let, let's see if this will work out. And I mean, it was like everything lined up. I auditioned for um, a music scholarship um, and I was awarded that, that I hadn't missed the cheer tryouts. Um, and that's where Lauren and I met actually, was mm -hmm. at cheer tryouts. Okay. Very fun. Yeah. Tell me about that, like how you met and kind of your watch that story together. So we kind of have a funny one. <laughs> um, we met uh, at cheer trials and it's funny because our paths had crossed so many times growing up. Her grandparents and her dad were from Palm Bluff. Um, so they were often in Palm Bluff and I lifeguarded at the Palm Bluff Country Club where her dad would play tennis and we would be there every day in the summer. Apparently we're there at some time. Yeah. <laughs> and I never, I, I mean, I never knew who she was. I'd always be like, who's this girl? We didn't have that many people at the, the Palm Bluff Country Club. But um, so we kind of made the relation that, oh, we're from around the same place. And um, we kind of befriended each other at cheer tryouts. Uh, I'd never tried out for cheer and she was like the cheer pro over here. Um, and then she invited me to every single night of twerk. <laughs> every night freshman year and we went and I did something I think I was like late oh my phone I thought my phone got stolen but I just lost it and I was like standing her up and like I couldn't find my phone um I had Chandler Tillery driving me around the whole campus trying to locate my phone well finally when I found it she was like do you still want to go and I'm like yeah and we were late and I kind of probably had an attitude so after twerk we didn't talk for an entire year we would avoid each other avoid each other on campus yeah whenever we see each other walking we'd walk the other way wow <laughs> and then um i guess in the middle of sophomore year we started uh i changed my major and i had every single class with lauren i had no idea but i had every single class with her so we studied uh together a lot um and then from there it just kind of picked back up because mm -hmm. i took her on a date to apologize for that and then that's when we didn't talk for the whole year until he had my roommates casey and shelby like sneaks up in the dorm and shelby was so excited and she set it all up and put like a hidden camera like, <laughs> and i remember i walked in the room and i said Ew, I don't want to go on this date. And she was so mad at me. <laughs> I got like flowers and like a big board and had, had them take all the, the candy and stuff up there. And uh, Shelby was like so excited. She was, I can still remember it. Like she was jumping up and down, like between our two rooms. And I was like, can you stop? I'm not going on this date. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is the, this whole time we didn't talk, there was always a joke between her and her roommates that Casey would always bring up or Shelby that we would get married one day. And, you know, whenever, you know, somebody says you're going to get married one day, you're like, okay, whatever, stop, shut up. Um, and now look at us. <laughs> what married? How long? <laughs> we just looked at each other. Uh, three years in September. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. 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 Um, so we have this thing on the podcast called Fast Fave Fives where we ask you five things and you just kind of answer off the cuff things about Washtaw so we can kind of get to know uh, your Washtaw experience. So 
Uh, first one is favorite professor. Miss Freeman. Stacy Freeman. <laughs> For both of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about uh, Stacy. What you enjoyed about uh, having her? Hilarious. She makes everything fun, and we can. I can trust her with anything. You can literally, like, you know, if you were Professor John, you would be number <laughs> one. But um, whenever we needed um, anything. anything, she would come to the school, um, especially during finals week. Uh, I remember when I first changed my major over to dietetics nutrition. She would come and unlock like a room for us to study in and make sure we had like anything um, like snacks and stuff that we needed. (laughs) But on top of that, she also was like, you know, a friend. She would, you know, if we had something going on in our personal life, she would talk through it with us. Mm -hmm. And um, she's come to all of our, um, uh, anything we've ever had, graduations and wedding, wedding, wedding showers. showers. Mm -hmm. She's just, you know, we've been like a part of her family and she's been like a part of ours. That's fun. Yeah. She would do anything for you. That's why she's a Kappa sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) No way. (laughs) I think you talked her into it, right? And she's, I think she's still one of their sponsors. She's still sponsored. That's great. (laughs) She's, she's, you know, and she got um, that uh, teacher professor of the year award. Um, And, you know, I wasn't campaigning for her, but I told people like, think about it. You've all had nutrition. You've all had mm-hmm. to take nutrition and you all know that she is the funniest <laughs> nutrition teacher you've ever met just in life. I mean, she is like profoundly funny, but she doesn't know it. Miss <laughs> yeah. Miss Rizzo on the magic school bus. She kind of, rem- is that her name? It's Miss Rizzo. I think. It's Miss Rizzo. Miss Rizzo. Miss Rizzo. Rizzo is from Greece. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, Miss <laughs> Frizzle. Um, she reminds me of the, the Magic School Bus Lady, always taking care of everybody else. That's fun. Uh, this should be maybe an easy one for you, I know. But uh, favorite Tiger Tunes show? Egyptians. Sheep. So Egyptians and sheep. Yeah, both both really good. Um, yeah, I can still remember you directing, was it, were you directing Egyptians or just, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was me, Will and Blaine. Um, uh, and we each kind of had our, our, our own parts, but I was pretty much over everything. Um, <laughs> cause I'm such a, I guess a perfectionist that I like to like, make sure if it's not done my way, it's not going to get done right. Kind of idea. Um, I, I, I still love that show. I can't, I still watch it. I'll get on YouTube and just watch it because I put so much effort into that. You know, Um, I would be in class and before class would start, I'd be writing notes on what we were going to do in practice that day. Yeah. We're working hard on tunes and hopefully we'll be able to have it this fall, but I'm excited about that. Hey, favorite Arkadelphia restaurant is there food from Arkadelphia you miss. What's it? Chicken express. Yeah. Chicken eating. Burger Barn? Yeah, we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and I would crave the onion rings at Burger Barn. It's so good. I just miss the corn nut nuggets from um, Chicken Express because we don't really have anything like that here. Yeah. They have it so weird. Yeah, um, sometimes, confession, I'll drive through and just get a box of corn nuggets. You can get like a family-sized corn nugget. So good. That's what I would make her do for me. She's like, you want anything from Chicken Express, like our senior year? And I was like, yeah, a box of corn nuggets. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. I was like, don't tell Emily I'm eating a whole box of corn nuggets in the car. But 
<laughs> hey, hey, no, um, they have really good smoothies too. It's very strange, but I was very like bored in line one day and I saw the menu, they had smoothies. So I tried one and they're I, good. they're really good. So new. try next time. Got to try that. Um, favorite spot on campus. Is, do you have one? The science building. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I like lived in the science building. <laughs> so that was your spot. Yeah. Uh, I'm so nerdy. <laughs> Is there another spot that I hung out? I mean, no. Science really? building. Really? <laughs> if they would have had any like form of uh, food in there, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have come out. <laughs> Because by the se- by the by the time we were seniors, like we, you know, almost like like a routine, Miss Freeman would come up there like six or seven o'clock and let us in um, to like one of their um, classrooms, and we would study. And it's up on the fourth floor, so nobody comes up there and bothers you. And um, we would bring our snacks sometimes. <laughs> and there's a kitchen up there too, so if we got to go in that room, we would cook our own snacks. <laughs> Is it the one with all the different stoves? Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> I pick up my uh, baked potato lunch up there, and the- oh, those are good. Yeah. And the strawberries. Yeah, the strawberries. Yeah, those are fun. Um, is there some like a skill you learned uh, as a student that stands out to you as something that is your like favorite thing you learned as a student? How to be humble. I feel like I really wasn't, um, and I guess this was you know this might be a part of growing up, but I contributed to Washtenaw because they put. Um, value in, you know, making you the best you can be mm-hmm. before you go out on your own. Um, and, you know, it's good to boast about the things that you do in a sense, but to be humble about it is, you know, um, a, like a different scenario. Like that's the big one for me. I, I try to take away that, you know, I, I'm, I don't ever try to try to, uh, make somebody else feel inferior, even if, you know, um, I may know more about a certain subject than them. And I learned that really from the science professors as coming from, um, I was a music major and Dr. Hensley, um, I don't think she's at Washington anymore. She left, but she was amazing. Uh, I hadn't had any of the prerequisite courses I was supposed to have for anatomy one and two. And my music professor didn't know that you had to have like zoology or botany before you took anatomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was in anatomy one and Dr. Hensley was like, um, have you not had the prerequisites? I'm like, no, but I don't have time to, you know, I can't, I'm trying to do this in four years. I don't have time to, uh, so she worked with me and, and she never made me feel like I was inferior to any of the other students. That's awesome. As a sophomore, I took anatomy one and two. And then my senior year, I took zoology. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Lauren, favorite skill you learned or something that stands out? I think really Washall, like academic wise, I had to work really hard. Um, I went to a really small high school and I wasn't pushed. I just kind of went with the flow. Um, and so Washall really pushed me but I was always given the resources that I felt like I can do this I can make this I can can finish out um and being a science major it was hard because I didn't have hardly any background from my high school um but they always every teacher encouraged me they gave me all the resources I could do to 
get that A or get that C really honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that is a big thing. I I didn't think about that. When we went to nursing school from Washtenaw, we got 11 days between starting Mm -hmm. and graduating. Um, We were bound. I mean, there was 11 of us and all of the Washtenaw grads were bound like above other students um, in terms of knowledge and preparation. And I would have never been that way if I didn't finish out the four years at Washtenaw. And now that they're, they're, they have the nursing program that, that we would have done that. Oh, hundred um, percent. That would have been amazing to have a Washtenaw nursing degree. Um, yeah. You would have had options because we have nursing now and now we have the dietetics internship. It got approved. So things are, things are in good shape down here for sure. We were so, I mean, I would email and I would, I would email Dr. Breck and text Miss Freeman about a test we had to take um, at the end of our senior year at nursing school. And it was over a, a whole book of nutrition. They didn't have that class. You had to read it yourself and take the test yourself and you had to pass it. It was pass fail. And we breezed. Yeah. Us too. And we had been out of Washington for two years, and, but we still remembered from there. Oh. That's great. Uh, is there a favorite Washtenaw moment? Um, they may be different for you. They may be the same. Do you have a favorite moment when you look back at Washtenaw and think, I think that was like the best day, you know, or the best moment when I was there? I have mine is <laughs> winning Tiger Tooth. <laughs> I don't know if that's I thought you were going to say meeting me. I guess really, probably besides meeting him and my best friends, probably Tiger Tooth. Like the whole, that whole week and the end of the week is just, it's awesome. There's really nothing else like it. And as sad as I'd say a close second for me would be um, as sad as graduation is because I had a really, really hard time leaving Washtenaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of the reason I don't come back as often other than homecoming is because I miss Washtenaw so much. Um, I, I strive to make things in my life like how Washtenaw was <laughs> in, in a sense, like I work at Baptist. Um, and I try to correlate those things because that was the happiest time of my life. Like, uh, I mean, I'm, 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 of course I'm extremely happy now, but like, I just remember, you know, it was, you know, such an amazing it's time. Life changing. Very life changing. Yeah. I think students now, you know, they are ready to get onto the next, ready to get in the job world. And I'm like, you know, it's never better than living with your best friends for four years and close proximity. And like me and Casey, um, we lived together for a total of six years. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I don't, um, what I, what I do miss is the closeness of being able to wake up, take a shower and make it to class and be five minutes early. <laughs> Whereas in Little Rock. He still forgets he can't do that after we've been out for five years. <laughs> yeah. Almost six years out now. And we can't, um, I still am late to um, everything. everything. <laughs> Our wedding. <laughs> Fun. Well, y'all, thank you so much for uh, joining us for the Tiger for Life podcast. We are thankful for what you do and thankful that you are uh, just living life as Washingtonians, being positive influences out there uh, in the nursing field and in your community. Thank Thank you, John. Thanks for having us. And tell Emily we said hello and tell all the rest of Washington we said hello. (laughs) Will do. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Tiger for Life podcast. Be sure to rate and subscribe so you won't miss out on future episodes.